My name is Matt Brown. After he releases it. 540 is your time on the fan. Flash Irons, Sports Radio 66. WFAN 2020 Sports. And let's start the show. Start off with some fabulous food. A little fabulous conversation. What else fabulous, John? End it (laughs) with a fabulous foot massage for an evening of total fabulosity. (laughs) Ah, very good. a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Monday, September 26, 2022. Uh, We have one of my favorite people in the world on today and we're going to have a great episode of lots of laughs, deep conversation, good vibes, and there's going to be something to get out of it. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and youtube and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on productiveconversationspodcast.com and don't forget to check us out in the world of social media on instagram at productive conversations podcast twitter at prod convo pod we're on tiktok at productive conversations so yes it is a beautiful monday we're just about to hit october the fall is truly here and is here to stay for a little while And as we go out in the chill weather, get our great fall fits going and just anticipate the end of the year, which is going to be here before you know it. I'm just happy to give these good vibes. Hope that we all make it through this week and then enjoy another fall weekend in a few days from now. And as I record this on a Sunday morning after a relaxing and fun night of shenanigans, I have you, an incredible episode of this podcast. Who would I have for you today? A great friend of the show, a great friend of mine, and seriously, I can listen to this guy talk all day. He has a lot of great things to say, so why not bring him on on this late September day? Danny Lynch is in the building today. He's a producer at SiriusXM Radio for the Pac-12 Network. Him and I go back, catch up, have some fun. You know, we hit on things like Jersey City, We talk about what's going on with the Pac-12, Giants football, NFL action. Uh, We delve into some funny dating stories. Plus, we have little conversations on like dumb thing people obsess over and media personalities we like. Uh, The simple pleasures in life and a lot more after that. This is truly a pleasure throughout and you will enjoy this next episode. I guarantee it. It's going to be a lot of fun, and why don't we get into it right here, right now. Let's get profound by the great Danny Lynch. It's your turn once again. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. It's one of the coolest people on planet Earth. Cool guy, cool voice, and... He's the whole package. Great friend of the show. One of my favorite people in the world. I'm so happy he's back once again. Serious XM producer Danny Lynch is in the building. Danny. Oh, man. What's up, you handsome son of a bitch? Maddie, I, you know, we didn't talk about this before, but are you cool if I play my own sound? 
Of course you can. Let's get it. We'll get some Let's go. Get the Fred in there and all that. It's better to get it. Danny Lich. Love it, man. Yeah, you know, I got it all. I got it all, Maddie. It's always a pleasure to be with you, brother. I miss you so much. Uh, I miss you too, man. I miss you too. You know, you're one of my like best friends on Instagram. Like you're just someone <laughs> who I know, like no matter what time of day it here it is here in Los Angeles or whatever time it is back in New York, like you're going to get back to me fast as any, as possible. Of like, course. I wish all my dates went like this. Like I wish all, like all that stuff. I'm like, <laughs> me too, dude. Um, but you know, we, we've had such a great connection since mm-hmm. we've interns together at Sirius XM into now and yeah bro it's just every single time that i have the the honor to be on a microphone with you you know i'm gonna take it i'm I'm gonna do it so appreciate you having me back man hey man i don't take it for granted you're one of my best friends on instagram too such a great friend in real life i mean you're as real as it gets danny you're exactly what uh somebody wants a good friend and i mean this is it's, it's easier and easier as we continue this relationship no doubt, brother. No doubt. Oh, man. What's good in New- What's good in Connecticut, bro? Well, I'm actually New Jersey City, but yes, at the what moment, the in Connecticut. What am I talking about? <laughs> City, I, I gave you the blessing. When yes, I was like, hey, you started hey, you it all. I think you would be a Jersey City guy, and I love you there. Like, I, I, t- I almost forgot about that. What do you think about Jersey City so far, like, comparison-wise to, like, living in Manhattan or anything like that? Because I'm pro-Jersey City hard or awesome well this is a perfect transition because i had this off the bat mm-hmm. um but so yes living in jersey now i've just been so it's my mom's birthday so i am in my connecticut studio okay i'm not so crazy so, i knew that i knew mm-hmm. that okay I, I see i know what i'm talking about here i like yeah i knew you were there i was like what the hell i was like <laughs> right maybe you got the exact backdrop but all right Hey, man, very soon there. But yes, I'm not in my apartment at the moment, but uh, I'm here as my mo- So my car had some tissue. So I brought it back to my mechanic here in Connecticut to help it out. One and, guy, you know, you know, the one guy, you know, and step the uh, the um, the dealerships that give you a headache. So oh, that's yeah. why I've been here. Also, my mom's birthday is over the weekend. So I'll go. Uh-huh. I go back tomorrow anyways, or the time of this recording. But to get your question, Jersey City. I'm closing in on my first year there in Bergen Lafayette specifically. And, you know, it did take a a solid few months to get used to. But once you got used to it, it is home. And especially when I was Uber driving and Uber Eats, when I Mm -hmm. literally found every I figured I've been on every single quarter of Jersey City. In fact, all of North Jersey, really. Um, But I like the uh, we'll start with some of the pros. The food's excellent. The views yeah. are incredible. I personally like not pumping my own gas, so no issues there. <laughs> um, I enjoy the path and how fast it is to get to Manhattan. And yeah. um, especially for a city that's really cleaned itself up, it's it's a really awesome place at this point in my life. And then there's some things, you know, I'm looking forward to some changes like obviously everyone talks about the roads. Like it's amazing how many road closures there are. There are. Yeah. Um, some of the stoplights take forever, dude. I mean, I could, I once clocked it a full five minutes. So when you're going, I forgot which bridge exactly, but like if I'm going like towards Newark, towards the Pulaski, there's this intersection, there's a shell on one side. Uh, there's a, um, 
you probably recognize it's right near the golf, this nine hole golf course. Are you, are you talking about Communipaw Avenue? Yeah, exactly. Communipaw Avenue. Longest. Exactly like what you're ever. Talking about. I mean, <laughs> and then when it turns green, it's only green for like two seconds. Right. Of course. But, um, you know, we could we could change that up. Um, I'm not crazy about my apartment parking situation, but that's dealing with them. But besides that, um, and just finding, you know, niche, I really, my f- group of friends, there's my r- pretty much, um, mooching off my roommate's friends. You know, I've gone to sub dates here and there and, uh, you know, you're just waiting till somebody wows you, but, yeah. um, you keep trying anyways. But besides that Jersey city's huge thumbs up for me. And, um, I'm really digging it. And I like uh, my neighborhood in Brooklyn Lafayette, but um, when my lease ends in July, maybe we could see what the Heights is up to. A lot of people saying good things. Yeah. If we could somehow get a, a good spot in uh, downtown Jersey city, we'll go for it. And I, I mean, that's another thing. I love the nightlife. Yeah. Uh, we have the Ashford South house. Um, Porta. Porta. Yes. Porta. Porta, bro. We got Porta. We got, um, Oh, this one. I'm, I'm really blanking on. They do $7 for really shitty beer and really shitty in that downtown, shit. downtown Newark Ave area. Yeah. The pet shop, the pet shop is really pet shop, good. You know, I <laughs> think that just opened when I left, if I wasn't mistaken. So I haven't checked that spot out too. And then there's another spot downtown. That's like, um, ah, man, I can't, it's something FM. It, it, on the outside of it, uh, there's like it looks like there's like a radio type of theme, something FM, and it's downtown. It's, I think it's across the street from like Two Boots Pizza. Um, okay, I know exactly where that is. I, I like that spot too. No, Jersey City's extremely underrated. Um, I always tell anyone who's like thinking about moving to Manhattan or or Brooklyn or all that type of stuff, like, hey, just just check out Jersey City real quick that's, because that's there are one- so many options there for sometimes half the price of what you'd be getting in Manhattan or even Brooklyn, which is quote unquote cheaper, which it's really not. No, it's not. And, you know, if you're getting into Manhattan or anywhere, like getting into the path is just essentially like going on to a subway station um, or, or, or a subway. Uh, so I always get credit there. Also, the best cheeseburger, I think, in the country. Oh, I know that spot. Park Tavern on uh, it's it's off of Communipaw Avenue. Oh, yeah. It's Little about like five box. minutes from my apartment. I know exactly. You, you took me there when I visited you that right. first time. I think it was the first place where I took you uh, right next to Lincoln Park. Uh, OK, it is the best cheeseburger you will ever have. They just do something to it. Uh, I haven't had it in so long and my mouth is literally watering as I'm thinking about it right now. But so much love for Jersey City. If I ever come back east, it automatically go into Jersey City. Not even please, please do. Thinking about Manhattan. Now, that's also what I wanted to add out to the conversation. You talk about living. So, yeah. you know, lots of couch hoppers, lot spent a lot of time in, you know, all five boroughs now, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I really learned essentially was my fit. One, having a car in Jersey City is amazing and one thing because i've been driving so much i feel so confident driving in those streets and um so when i learn to see in these apartments like if we go out with other friends the pre-gaming or have you drink a little too much and you stay in their place Mm -hmm. like wow this is really crammed this is really difficult to just um 
just to feel like you get your own breathing space. At least in Jersey City, I feel that. I feel I have that. I can see the skyline from where I live. And wow, this is such a benefit, and especially both the uh, the having the car where I could go to a grocery store easily. Um, Team Aldi's butt fans. What? Team Aldi. Team Aldi. Aldi. I go to the shop right actually oh, there. Okay. But um, Aldi, bro. Aldi. People sleep on Aldi. And, you know, essentially, I get it. If you're, if you're if you're trying to ball a little bit, you know, not get that name brand stuff, whatever. Uh, for me, I, I am. I Whatever is the cheapest option for your boy, I will take. Aldi, I oh, wish I they that. had them on the West Coast because we're stuck with like Trader Joe's. <laughs> we got something called Ralph's out here, which is essentially shop, right? Um, you know, but the Aldi man had the best spot. I want to say it was in Union. Because um, uh, I've Union. definitely driven past it. it it's, it's ringing a bell. Right, right. But uh, people sleep on Aldi all the time. And to all the oh, listeners, duh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's they're spread out throughout New Jersey. They have like their own specific brand. It's like the blue um, checkmark type thing. Yeah, that's uh-huh. exactly what it is. I've gone there a couple of times. Bang for your buck, dog. Bank for your buck to, to all the listeners out there who are just trying to save, you know, those dineros towards the end of the month. It's getting mm-hmm. tight. You got rent. You got, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend that you got to pay for. Swing over to Aldi's, man. We got some really good off-brand Cheerios, you know, <laughs> prices on Pretty like huge. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. And you got the big bags over there too. Uh, and you know, you got to, and this is the one thing I love about Aldi's is you're responsible as a shopper. You have to put a quarter in to get the card out. And then in order to get the card out, you got to, to put the key thing in and pop mm-hmm. it out. So, you know, a, a responsible uh, consumer of products, that's what they're looking for at Aldi. So shout out to Aldi, man. No, no free ads Aldi. here. No free ads here. Um, but, you know, my love to Aldi and everything in Jersey City. Absolutely. And, you know, the one thing I'm still looking... So right now for the gym, I have Planet Fitness. Closest okay. one's at Bayonne, but it's always packed when I need to go. Always yeah. packed, all types of days. So yeah. I... Then I have Hoboken with has no parking whatsoever. Yeah. Um, parking, yes. Like, I don't, there's no point to pay to go to the gym when I already pay in a subscription. So at this moment, and I don't mind, I take a little extra time to go to the Clifton one on Bloomfield Ave, drive past MetLife, relaxing over there. It's a good yeah. time. That's the one, as much, you know, gas is expensive still. So I oh, hope dude, that soon. Don't, don't even talk to me about expensive <laughs> gas. Don't, don't even bring it up, bro. Oh, like, man. Yeah, they, I, you're right. The, Mr. Newsom, Governor Newsom is really pulling some whammies there. Uh, you know, uh, Gavin, Gavin, you know, the thing about him is, man, is like the state of California. We have so many elections in order to get him out of office. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, I've lived here since 2019, and I think we've had through, no, maybe five recall elections to get him out. And just can't get him out. Listen, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very liberal state in, of, in California. Um, but the thresholds to, to, get that vote is so easy. So yeah. Uh, has he done the best job as, as the governor, you know, no, but he also has had to fund his own recall election votes in order just to become governor again, to even try to put any sort of law in this state. And now um, he wants to so run for president. It's kind of a mess. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he had a decent chance. I, I think he had a decent chance probably back in like 2020. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of other issues in this state that necessarily aren't his fault. Um, and, you know, Governor Newsom kind of came into my world a few weeks ago, or maybe yeah, a couple months ago now that I'm thinking about it, when UCLA and USC decided to leave the Pac-12. Yes, and, I wanted to touch upon that for a few minutes yeah, they're right. Big 12, some realignments coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're heading to the Big 10. Um, oh, Big 10, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but trust me, the Big 12 has given me headaches too uh, for work. But, uh, you know, we, we didn't get, we got that news pretty randomly. And UCLA is a part of the UC regions, which, you know, basically controls all of the UC California schools. So we're talking yeah, like, you know, UC Davis, uh, UC Berkeley, mm-hmm. UC anything you see Irvine uh, you see Santa Barbara it's all in the same type of region um, or it's controlled by the region including UCLA and about a week before the season uh, Governor Newsom had a pretty big stink about it he said I didn't even know about this blah 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 this is crazy we're not gonna let this happen um, and you know called this big meeting to, to have everything uh, have the regions there. Hey, UCLA athletics. How did this decision process even go down? What is this? What is that? Why was I not made aware of this as the governor of California, the person <laughs> in charge of it went on, you know, local news here, made this whole big deal about it. The governor didn't even show up to the meeting. So it's just like hosting your own party. You don't show up to anyone. Yeah. And I listen, I don't know if anything would have changed if he showed up or I don't think anything is necessarily going to change. I think they legally can get out of the Pac-12 and move to the Big Ten and make a lot more money losing a lot more games. So, you know, I don't see anything necessarily wrong with it from a branding standpoint. I think there's a massive issue with it. Um, I don't know if you've watched UCLA football. Um, yeah, where are all the people? I mean, I see the Rose Bowl is so empty, bro. Yeah. That's 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 tough to hear. And they have a pretty good history in their football. No doubt. No so doubt. Look and, at Troy Aikman, for instance, mm, and they get yeah. these solid players, but no one's going to these games. Why Why don't you uh, invest in a smaller 30,000-seat stadium? And I'm sure there's plenty of room to put it, right? Uh, well, I mean, first off, the the Rose Bowl is an unbelievable venue. Mm-hmm. And it's a historic Guys venue. won a Super Bowl there. They did. Um, it's a historic venue. The What has happened on that field from football games to other entertainment, uh, you know, entertainments that have been there are unbelievable. And it's, I think, I think it's the hundredth year of the Rose bowl. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they can never get rid of it. You can never get rid of it. But what people don't realize is the Westwood campus and the Rose bowl on a good day without traffic is 45 minutes away. So on a college football Saturday, let's say the game starts at, let's say the game starts at 1230. Mm-hmm. You're a UCLA student. It's a Friday night going out partying. You want to get up at 830 in the morning to get on a bus and then drive to the to the Rose Bowl and then have to wait. And it could be an hour, could be an hour and a half and then go to the Rose Bowl. It's stupid hot i mean the first week i was there week one uh they played bowling green uh it was 106 degrees here in la insane 
you got to understand when people are it's like, well, it's hot all over the country. Da, 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 da. Okay. You're completely right. But it's not normally hot in Los Angeles. Okay. 90 degrees here is ridiculously hot. Yeah. We added humidity to a city that almost has zero humidity all year long. I mean, people here did not know what to do. Like legitimately, like they were, they were treating this heat wave like it was a snowstorm back east. That's how we deal with weather out, weather out here is because we, we're so used to it being absolutely beautiful every single day. And when it's not, people stay inside as if it was a, a six-foot snowstorm from home. And then all the it. energy I'm issues doing. people have been talking about and getting um, uh, notes yeah. from your governor saying, hey, yeah. keep your what? Like, keep your AC up. Uh, no higher than this temperature and, and shit something like, like that. that, something like that. But I always say this, you know, whenever, you know, someone said, ask me about like, Oh, what's going on with the wildfires or someone asked me about, you know, Hey, do you have to keep your energy levels down? Mm-hmm. I always say this, you guys on the East coast know more about those issues than we do here in Los Angeles. Like every single time someone brings this up, it's someone from the East coast. It's never anyone in LA being like, Hey bro, you got to watch the energy levels or Hey man, we'll let you know. There's like a giant wildfire. That's like five miles away. No one, we, we <laughs> do not know anything about that. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty well informed. I'm on Twitter every single day. I watch the news. I'm one of those weird 29 year olds who still watch the news every single day. Hey, I, um, I've adapted that right now in my life too, especially to just improve being a host. That's what you have to right? do. Well, read. I, I, I don't know. There's something like that, like intimate about watching the news at the end of the end of the day, even though like yes. most of the stories are terrible. It kind of just like it is tough. My whole day up. It kind of just puts everything into perspective um, for me personally. Um, but for the most part, like when anyone tells us about like, like, oh my God, the wildfires, like, do you see any of them? Like, oh, nope, normal day to me. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, yeah. Energy levels, like I had, my, I had my AC at like 68 and it was going all night. I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, nobody's going to knock your door down and say, what are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to run that. Until they until they tell me not to, then I'll, I'll figure it out. But yeah, you know, we had the ACs going um really high, but it got really really hot here. But going back to UCLA, uh, their their issues stem just from it being forty five minutes away. And we always have a saying in Los Angeles, everything's about 35 minutes away. But the second you add those 15 minutes in, no one wants to show up at all. I mean, LA is a bit of a soft guy city. So yeah. you, you throw that in and like, oh, I don't want to go that far. And no disrespect to the um, to the to the uh, HBCU schools. No disrespect. I think it's awesome. I think I, I think it's amazing that we could have games being played this early in the season. Um that that represent HBCU schools playing against a big time school like like UCLA, right? But unfortunately, that just doesn't sell tickets, and that's just straight mm-hmm. up. Yeah, the numbers don't lie there. And as you know, once you get these Big Ten schools come in, what 2026, 20, 27 is the range. Twenty twenty four is when there's even even earlier. Right. So you'll have you know your Michigans and Ohio States play. Yeah. You'll have Rutgers coming through. I oh, and. I mean, even though this will make, you know, your work different work on the Pac-12 network, are you excited for this change? Are you see do you see it as a challenge? Do you just see this is obviously the trend college football is going and the FBS and, you know, 
also add on top of the uh, all the endorsement deals for players too. How do yeah. you see this on a grander scale? I mean, this is all this all stems back really to NIL. Yeah. Um, once the players starting started to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. Schools all over the country from, you know, schools like Texas to UCLA to King's College in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, had mm-hmm. to adjust a little bit. Um, and I wasn't necessarily shocked when I heard the news. I just thought there had been more of a fight from the Pac-12 conference to, mm-hmm. to keep them. But legally, uh, they couldn't do anything. Let's start with USC for a second. USC is a private institution that could on paper do whatever they want. Um, UCLA, from a branding standpoint in Los Angeles, especially when you talk about the basketball program and when they're very good, they're just a good few years. Right. Right. And they're just as popular as the Lakers when they're good. And going to Poly Pavilion, it's an unbelievable experience if you're a college basketball fan. It's awesome. So there is complete value between both programs when you talk about USC football and UCLA basketball. And listen, if UCLA football ever decides to like be decent, people will show up to the games later in the year. That will happen. There still is a fan base here. Um, I do think this is probably what we are going to expect um, going forward from all power five conferences, right? We saw Texas and Oklahoma kind of start this off when they decided to leave the big 12 and join the sec. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of schools start to realize like, Hey, I might as well take a chance on that and profit just like the players are now profiting off their name, image, and likeness. Let me profit in a weird sense off of our name, image, and likeness, which we, you know, technically have been doing for years, but to a greater extent, and you Put see, the fine line. dude, they're getting paid the same amount of money that Ohio State and Michigan will be making in 2024. They don't have to wait like Rutgers and Maryland did when they joined, right? When it comes to like the shared revenue, right. uh, if they're getting full buy-in, full or full payout, like they're going to get that. Why would why wouldn't you take that? Of course you would, especially but, in this world now. Uh, of course. Of course, the amount of money that they're going to be getting to pay paid to lose games is, of course, you're going to take it. My problem with that is the integrity of the game gets messed with, right? It doesn't really matter anymore if you win or lose in college football. It doesn't. Uh, App State, let's think about them. They got paid a lot of money, right? A couple last week by Texas A&M, they won. They're still playing for that type of thing, right? But like, realistically, at the end of the day, even if they lost that game, they still would have won, right? So there's just so much money in college sports. It's and my t- brother's FCS school at Wagner College playing Rutgers and Syracuse in these upcoming weeks. They're 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 in the same boat. Oh, do whatever they can to make to to keep their programs afloat. And and wouldn't you take that though? Wouldn't you take a million dollars and of potentially, and potentially lose a, a left tackle for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. like? You know, I, I would do that too. And it's, it's just, unfortunate. it's become such a, a business. Um, but this is the way that 
it should be run, right? This is way better than kids not getting paid and oh, last second of their career. Oh, it looks like he's going to be a top five pick and he tears his ACL. And now the guy is working at McDonald's because he didn't, he wasn't able to make enough money during his college days where he could have been making at least like, I don't know, 4 million a year playing football. So I think this is the right direction that we're going. It's just going to be a lot more change. Um, and I think the college football fan is a little bit more adaptable than the NFL fan. So you know, it, it's going to continue the change. Uh, I think the future of the Pac-12 conference, honestly, is very, very strong. We've seen this year, the Pac-12, I mean, we have right now heading into week four, we have three, uh, four ranked teams. Um, All right. Uh, USC is definitely on their way back. They're becoming that fun, sexy team of, you know, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm, that, the Matt um, Leinart years and stuff. Oh, USC, Reggie Bush. I mean, Lindell White. Remember that name? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, USC is definitely becoming sexy again. And the thing about Angelinos are, you know, they still haven't bought into the Rams. They just haven't. The Rams won That's a what Super I Bowl. Hear. They won a Super Bowl last year. And it's still At your like home stadium, too. Right. And, which is gorgeous, too, by the way. Um, mm. And you look at them and you're just like, you guys won the Super Bowl. Right. What else are you and asking more- for? And more people will show up to USC games right now than the Rams games. Um, mm. So it is a thing. And, you know, the, the, the brand of USC football, when they are good, it's extremely valuable. When they aren't, people in LA don't show up. Um, just like we've seen at UCLA, even mm-hmm. though they're under technically, but barely beat the University of Southern Alabama last week by a point, one point. That's what they beat it by. And that's what the Big Ten wants, by the way. Just, you know, that's what they want. And, you know, also you are expanding the playoff system as well, giving yeah. more teams and opportunities to get exposure. And, you know, I when you talk at least focus on college football mm-hmm. and these play individual players, of course, they want to you'd like to think they'd want to leave a legacy, but they're just trying to grow their stock to get in the draft and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it you're, and probably transition to this next point, just how much more sports to become a business and all, but especially the professional level too. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. And I guess you will ultimately see who are the genuine ones when it comes to contracts and walk years and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I was thinking like, obviously our boy Aaron judge playing the greatest walk year of any professional athlete on his way to a, uh, about to break the, uh, all-time season single season home run record for for the Yankees on it just two home runs out of the uh at the time of this recording right and he's on his way to also being a triple crown he's definitely winning the MVP but this is a real test oh has to I mean how can he not he's literally carrying this Yankee team on his back I'll I'll tell you this though legitimately people down here uh, or down in Anaheim think Otani should win it like legitimately do I mean, that what a trash franchise. They blew it up in May. The season was over. They fired their manager. I mean, yeah. fine. He, I understand that he is literally a special case. But come on, Aaron Judge is doing insanely historic things. And the, stuff doesn't like that, no doubt. And the big thing here, and we can talk about how much does somebody care about their legacy beyond how much someone's getting paid. Obviously, his contract's up. And the question is... Is he going to come back to the Yankees, probably get that captain, probably become a captain, or is he going to leave for more money? 
And you would think uh, leave for more money, go back home to San Francisco Giants that people think are the front runners or any team rather. I think he's a perfect example of the way he holds himself, always puts the team in front of him. When it's time to getting paid, you're obviously going to get life-changing money either way. Are you going to go to another team? I mean, they'll definitely love you from the start, but you know how hard it is to get a legacy in New right. York. Are we going to see him choose the business side over returning to the Yankees and being beloved by the fan base? What do you think from what you see? I mean, if, if you're talking about business strategy, why would you leave New York City in general? Why? Yeah. To go to San Francisco where it's one more expensive to live. It's mm-hmm. ridiculously expensive there. Um, it is a, I don't know, let's say top. I would say they're a top 15 market in the country, right? You got the Bay area. That's a pretty big, but it's New York city and you're on the New York Yankees and you're hitting home runs and you're already a a cultural icon to most kids under 10 years old, especially for a sport that needs those cultural icons. Why would you want to give that all up? And granted, for more guaranteed money, completely understand that. But the guy's brand value completely drops dramatically. Like, yeah, right. And and I'm saying this. This is San Francisco we're talking about. I love going to San Francisco, by the way. Awesome. I haven't been there yet. I, I, I awesome want to try to check it out. Really cool. Really easy to get around. I mean, obviously, you got like the hills and stuff like that. But it's awesome. The food's unbelievable. Great people overall. But guess what? It's not New York. Like, it's not. Do they and, care that much about the Giants as much as a New Yorker cares about the Yankees? No. No. There not you go. No, at all. They care about the, the Warriors. See? The Warriors are the team there, right? Like, you, you know, and <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, like, if, if you're Aaron Judge and you're thinking about your true value, not as just a baseball player making the money that you get from your game checks, right? I think his value dramatically drops. I mean, let's just imagine if Barry Bonds was either in Boston or with the Mets or with mm-hmm. the Yankees. Oh I mean, my God. Maybe more people would have turned their head the other way. One that, one that. Think about that. Yeah. That's he'd like be printing the- money for the rest of his life. King of New York. He, uh, Aaron Judge is already the king of New York. He is the yeah. number one athlete in New York City, and it's not even 100%. Close. Over Kevin thinking, Durant and over, over, you know, DeGrom and uh, Saquon, to Daniel, Saquon Jones. Daniel Jones, you know, um, Zabita Jad on the Rangers. There yeah, you go. yeah. I mean, I love Zabita Jad, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's the number one guy. So why would you want to leave that situation? Everything is built up for you, but I get it, man. I mean, you know, maybe he wants to go back West. Maybe he is that guy. Uh, maybe he wants to reinvent himself and kind of just like, Hey, say, Hey, this is my team. And this is what we're going to do with it. Um, I just think his value as a, as a branded player that we're living in, you know, if you, if you have already proved to be successful in New York city, the hardest place to play baseball and not even basketball or football, the hardest yeah. place to play baseball in why, why give that up? Um, and if the Yankees are smart, you know, you basically have the second coming of Derek Jeter in a six Clearly. Foot 255 pound body. Like and he's a true five tool player. He, he, he is the perfect he baseball player. Give him whatever he wants. Give him whatever he wants. That's what I right. was. 
out of him. But yeah, I just think I just think the second that you leave New York City, your value drops dramatically. No matter who you are, if you're a middle of the pack MLB player or you're Aaron Judge, no matter where he goes, your value is not going to be the same. Even if you go to the Mets, even if you go to the Mets, your value is not still as high from a branding aspect as Aaron Judge in New York City being a New York Yankee. Yes, so the very I, next I, face yeah. of the franchise. I think you stay there. I already think he is the face of the franchise. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying in the with Jeter, as you said, Jeter was right. the true face. Give it a, now Aaron judges and don't give that up. And if he does leave, that is his decision too. we have to put that in account. But man, Yankee fans are at their wits end. Hated for the rest of his life, though. If yeah. he does leave. Because exactly. that's our we're, we're salty, man. Like you leave us. But bye. Look what so happened to Cano. Never got that love again. It's going to break our if that does happen. There will be so many people heartbroken in in New York City, and that hasn't happened in a real long time. Yeah, and we're on the brink. You know, they have been playing better. It was not looking good in August. It was looking very, very bad. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Cashman is on a uh, walk here himself, Mm -hmm. hasn't made the best decisions. And you know what? If this team falls flat on its face, doesn't make the World Series, you have to do everything to make sure the stadium isn't burned down. And if you have a horrible postseason loss and Judge leaves, I mean, I don't even want to think of those dark days. <laughs> yeah, no, he he definitely didn't hit on the pitching like I thought he was going to. Uh, what a joke is turning Garrett, Garrett, and, and yeah, you know, man, like listen, Garrett, Garrett's a hell of a pitcher. Um, he, hey, what do you see over? Little Bruin action for you. Um, but it just didn't. It just didn't work out. It, 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 it simply didn't you don't um, trust him as your race. No. And I am a little nervous. Let's say that the Yankees do somehow leave the playoffs in round one. Like you got to get rid of Booney. And yeah. I like him a lot. I think Me he's, too. I, I think he's perfect for the media role as the Yankees manager. Yeah. I just worry about like gut decisions of being like, Hey, no, I'm the manager of this team. Like this is what we're going to do. Yeah. He doesn't seem like Dayball, who's no. holding his players accountable right away, which we'll get into after this, but yeah. he just seems like more of a player's manager. Like, Oh man. Like if, uh, like if John Carl has a bad game, well, at least he was making some solid content, but he went over four, bro. Yeah. It's stuff like that. And, you can't keep, you know, the definition of insane, doing the same thing over and over thinking a different result. That's exactly what happened, what's happening here. And, you know, people are booing how Steinbrenner and there's, I mean, seriously, the tone for the future is within the next couple of weeks for this Yankee franchise and can only yeah. hope they can make this major change. How many games you get to this year? I only got to two, but both wins, um, you know, I bet parlays on them and they hit every time on those two games, but it's all over the place. And uh, I've only made two games, but I'm definitely going to try to get to October game no matter what. That's that's oh, yeah. as, as good as it gets. But oh. yeah, only two this year. And one I saw, the best I saw that um, I wanted to Yankees Red Sox judge hit two home runs that day when Matt Carpenter was there. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, I figured I went with my dad and brother. You know, while I'm trying to, you know, do whatever everyone else is doing in this world, uh, keeping up. I was like, you know, I can I'm fine. This, this is the last game of the year. But again, I'll change that for a playoff game, of course. Yeah, I, I think there's nothing like the Bronx 
in October. Like oh. everything just smells better there. Mm-hmm. I think like has like a little bit of like of this like filter that's yeah. like playoff Yankee baseball um, over <laughs> over the beautiful 161st uh, Street. Right. Um, that- you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking about? You just have to be there to see it. Like, it's that glow. Like, even like at the Rose Bowl at sunset, like, there, it, it's just this. Oh, I could imagine. That is unbelievable that you have to just see it to be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, the Bronx have that, man. I miss the Bronx so much. I just miss going. I miss being on the subway. I miss doing all that stuff, man. <laughs> going to stands and Billy's <laughs> after. Mm hmm. <laughs> you know, I've actually never been there. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, man, we got to chase that tradition. You know, as you said, baseball, for its flaws being slow, it's amped and dramatic in the playoffs. So you Best. combine that with literal chill atmosphere, everyone focusing at once, everybody's your best friend at that. And then when there is an insane moment, you know, go ahead, home run, incredible play. Everyone's screaming at once and the place literally shakes. It doesn't beat it. And that's yeah. why I just October is literally my fa- my favorite month of the year on top of NFL football on top with that. And yeah, yeah, yeah October is amazing. October is amazing. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, you know, <coughs> my de facto L.A. team is the, Do- the, the Dodgers. No doubt. Yeah. Love going I mean, to Dodgers. They're kicking some ass. I mean, you know, they're they know how to stay comfortable. Right. And, you know, they're an NL team, so I don't feel like guilty rooting for them and, and all that type of stuff. Um, I have been to Anaheim and that's honestly a great place to watch a game. Really, I heard, really I heard that nice uh, Orange County. That's yeah. Orange County, right? Like right. lives over there. Right. I mean, it's not L.A. They should they should just be called the Anaheim Angels. I don't really necessarily get it. the Ducks play right across the street from them and they're called the Anaheim Ducks. So any way um, to get that branding, huh? Right, right. Um, and that's a great place to watch a game too. So they, they do their job here in LA baseball. Um, love going to Dodger games. Dodger dogs suck. They're disgusting. Really? I uh, heard that was the shit. Not the no. not the case. No, not the case at all. And I, I did some investigative uh I investigated a little bit because <laughs> um I I had it. And I was with a guy who who was a fan, you know, it, they were his tickets. And I looked at him like, bro, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, this is the worst fucking hot dog I've ever had in my life. You'll rather have a Nathan's back at home or something. Oh, 100%. He's a dog. Like, Hebrew whatever. National, yeah. Nathan's whatever. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, so people, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, the, 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 um, the ingredients got changed and the recipe. <laughs> changed and i was like are you serious and he was like yeah he's like two three years ago it, it was unbelievable like you couldn't even get one now like they're giving him out for free so they changed the recipe on it and that's really what it was and it's disgusting like huh i can't even describe it i mean like it just doesn't taste like a hot dog it tastes i i, I tasted like gray matter that's the best way to describe it and every what is probably they want to blame budget cuts or something and nine dollars by the way, and still uh, nine dollars, Maddie, nine dollars for some shit. How much is a beer there? Uh okay, so it's like a twenty-four ounce, yeah, one. like a true tall boy. Yeah, ah, uh, I want to say like eleven, twelve, eleven bucks, depending on what it is. Like you know, for yeah, a still the same thing over here. 
Yeah, yeah. Modelo's are big out here. So the Modelo's are so good. I'll take that Uh, over Corona. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Modelo's. So I think you could get like one for like 12 bucks or something like that. But they stopped selling them at like the fifth inning or something like that. Yeah. You got to realize a lot of people do drive out here compared to the home and, you know, Mm Yeah, I mean, you got to drive everywhere here unless you take the bus. You can take the bus, but you got to go downtown. And that's a whole situation. If you're not familiar with downtown, you're not from there. (laughs) You know, downtown LA. uh, Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I got love for DTLA. Like, it kind of reminds me of the East Coast a little bit when you look up, like, the buildings are bigger and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you go to the wrong side of DTLA, and all of a sudden you're in uh, Skid Row. And, uh, you know, people, I think from the East coast think skid row is like just a street in LA or something like that. It's like a six and a half block radius. Okay. So it's a legit neighborhood. It's a legit neighborhood of just abandoned wasteland. Like, Uh, you know, it's terrible. It's really, really sad, honestly. But like, it's really frightening if you've never really seen it, especially at night. And I used to uh, work out in downtown Los Angeles a little bit more when I lived closer to the east side. And mm-hmm. my gym was right near Skid Row, that type of deal. But I know the drill, right? Like, do not go past this mark because you'll be there. And the amount of people you just see who are like, okay, that person is no doubt from Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh, Disneyland's like 20 minutes away. And like, oh, this hotel was like only a hundred bucks a night. And you just see on their faces like, where, where am I right now? Like, this isn't normal. I am not in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're just like, bro, you got directions. Like, just go, just go West. Just, just pay the extra like 300 a night because it's, it's, it's crazy here. But, you know, they're trying to clean it up as much as possible. Uh, But yeah, you get caught there. It's rough, man. You really do have to fake it till you make it sometimes. A little bit, a little bit. Yo, I want to go to some quick things on football. Then I have some other fun topics to uh, mess around with. All right. So remember, as we're recording, it is released a week later. But New York football giants right now. 2016 was a long time ago since our last winning season. And we made the playoffs. Ben McAdoo was the coach Mm -hmm. in Eli. Since then, we've we've had... McAdoo get fired. Spags comes in, but he goes to Kansas City. Right. And you got, um, and then you have, uh, why am I blanking? Before Joe Judge and in between. You know it. And came from Denver. Shermer. Yes, Pat Shermer. He was a failed experiment. Right. Then the Joe Judge disaster. The Gettleman yeah. doesn't hold it down. I understand he had health problems at the same time. But right. the last five years was a true tornado. But mm-hmm. and after another disappointing season, we have the mayors coming, picking Joe Shane and Brian Dayball's combination. And since then, two and no. Two and zero still matters. Sure, people want to say, "Oh, these were lucky games." You know, Bullock made the field goal, whatever. But you know what? You see a personnel who knows what they're doing. They don't care if uh, Kenny Galladay has this big contract. He's not getting stats because he can't catch the ball, run the right routes, putting these rookies in, and 
you know what? You're putting a great thing on the field. Offense lines improve, especially Andrew Thomas. You could even argue he's one of the best offense linemen in the entire league. Right. And pass rush is still holding it down, even with Aziz being hurt. Kevin Thibodeau hasn't even hit the field yet. Yep. So much to be excited about. Tay Crowder's looking, um, you know, he's looking like he's holding it down. There's a lot of things to be excited about with the Giants. And also with the help of the Dallas Cowboys in their crisis, commanders after week one, I said maybe, but then, you know, after getting smacked by Jacksonville, you know, maybe we know what they actually are. Then you just have the Eagles to worry about, you know, maybe early, but, you know, the NFL is the one sport that anything's up for grabs. And you got to be excited as a loyal Giant fan. You are, Danny, that maybe Brian Dayball has something together. And all we ask is just be competitive throughout the season. And we know what that can lead to. Right. I, I think the Giants definitely have proven in the last two weeks that they can compete and they could play in the mud and mm. they're not going to put consistent offensive two drives together that one isn't going to work out and the other one's not going to work out as well. If you watch in the last like three or four years of Giants football is they'll start hot and then oh, yeah. for like four or five drives, they'll get absolutely nothing. That hasn't happened this year. They've they have pretty much scored on like I want to say like like seventy percent of their drives, which is unbelievable. Oh yeah, especially with Graham Gano, probably the most underrated kicker in the entire league. He's been almost automatic for us. I mean, he won me my fantasy yesterday, like straight up, like nineteen points. Oh, yeah, goodness. like it was unbelievable. So I and and that comes down right to uh, mentality from the head coach that the players have completely bought into. Um, Thank God. You know, I, I think, you know, football, you know, luck does go a pretty long way. Because um, <laughs> if you look at how the Giants have lost multiple games in the last five years, it was straight up bad luck, right? Sometimes like, the ball just doesn't fl- flow right. in your way. Graham Gano 2019 when he hit that 60 pluser mm-hmm. in, uh, in Carolina, against Carolina right? against us. Um, right. Uh, Dexter Lawrence supposedly lining up offsides. Oh, yeah. Against Washington against- in week two last year. Uh, that's bad luck. He's been, right? he's been looking great so far. Really good. And, you know, to, just to go back to, you know, Dave Gettleman, like, you know, listen, yeah, he made some pretty bad mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. But he also made a lot of good choices that people just will refuse to give him credit for. Like I said, Uh look at Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas has worked out. Saquon Barkley, for the most part, has worked out. Um, Aziz was a was a was a Gettleman pick, right? Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of a couple other players that he. I mean, the Bradbury stuff. You know, for what it was when Bradbury was was with us, he was a pretty decent player, and he's been doing pretty good in Philly right now. Graham Cano was brought over because of Gettleman. Yeah. So, you know, there's a bunch of things that, that Gettleman did do, but when you give Nate Soldier a contract oh. to make him the highest paid offensive lineman, and then he sits out a year, granted his kid was sick, and I get it. Yeah. Um, but he we we all kind of just knew he wasn't gonna be the same type of player that he was. Nope. It wasn't the Patriot that he no, was. no, he never was. Also uh Pac 12, uh, Colorado Buff. But um <laughs> 
Yeah. So, I mean, but I I always talk to giant fans about this too. A lot of the giants issues kind of stem back to after the super bowl in 2011, when they made Eli Manning, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion, they probably should have let him go uh, or not give him that amount of money um, and took a chance on someone else. He, Eli was just never the same player that he was after the Super Bowl, even though when, you know, they went to the playoffs with McAdoo and then the, the Miami boat trip pick and all that type of oh, stuff. Oh, it's crazy how much everyone likes to bring that up. I know. And but- then also the end of Coughlin's great career really did end on a whimper. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I mean, let's be real. If you, <laughs> I think what, what year did Eli retire? 17 or 18? 19, actually. 19, was it 19? Okay. Okay, the Miami game. They won that game for Eli. Oh, yeah. When they finally brought him back. And, you know, that's the obviously the fatal mistake that McAdoo was, was benching Eli. But the problem was when you put Geno Smith, who didn't prove himself, and at the time was what, Davis Webb? You could have experimented with a new quarterback. That was his downfall. So far, it's not looking good in Carolina for him, but um, as an offensive coordinator, but yeah, you know, looking historically, maybe we let Eli on the leash. A lot. And I love Eli. I love Eli. He's won us two Super Bowls. That guy, of course, is the man. And, you know, but I'm sorry from a statistical standpoint, they probably should have let him go and let him test the market and say, Hey, you want to get that money, get it somewhere else because you're going to mess this up for the next 10 years, which it did. Um, They had no money to pay absolutely anyone in free agency. The the, the most money they've given to anyone um, is Leonard Williams. That uh, that's who we've been paying. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Kenny Galladay, uh, in theory, I, I understood the deal, um, but it just hasn't worked out. His trade value is diminished. I mean, if you can maybe get a fourth or fifth rounder for him, I would think about it. Kadarius Tony. Um, oh, that's that was the real bummer. We were about to pick Devontae Smith, but he hasn't really looked good in his NFL career so far. Yeah, Devontae's looked okay, but like, yeah, uh, you know, just going back to Eli, and I love Eli, and I, I think a lot of Giant fans just don't want to admit this, but we should have let him go after the 2011 season when they won the Super Bowl. They, Clearly. They um, Name and, all the quarterbacks that uh, we passed on. And, you know, McAdoo apparently wanted Patrick Mahomes early Patrick on. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. You know what Imagine I mean? Imagine if we was, had him. So sometimes loyalty with the Giants really comes to bite them in the ass. Um, and that's just not how the modern NFL is anymore. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of the issues just kind of stem back to that and what could have happened from a financial standpoint, if he didn't give Eli all that money to play mediocre and take us to the playoffs once mm-hmm. and lost in green day that. So, you know, that's really what it comes down to, but all love for Eli. You deserve everything you get, dog. You figured it really, out. <laughs> really? And He'd always do a great on TV. Love the Manning cast. I don't know if you saw that he was he dressed up as some dude named Chad to try to walk on it. Chad Powers. Chad yeah. Powers. No, I know. Eli, Eli has really figured it out when it comes to like, you know, taking advantage of being in New York. Really? Aaron, Aaron Judge. Judge. Aaron Judge. Look at that man and look what he's done. I mean, Eli Manning was this awkward kid from Mississippi who like had rich parents and like was kind of the butt of jokes for like years. And now he's like the coolest guy in New York. Clearly. 
everywhere. Eli is a Kujin and stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, every Eli, Eli is Eli. Don't get me wrong. And the thing is about this, right? Like, let's go back. Eli, if if they traded or if they didn't re-sign Eli or anything like that, guess what? The only place in the world that Eli Manning could become Eli Manning and do the shit that Eli Manning is doing is because he's in New York City. That's the only reason why you can't even do that stuff if you're in L.A., right? Mm -hmm. Like there are too many way cool people here who want nothing to do with sports. Right. Right. Who are doing all that other shit, right? I don't see Matt Stafford making a oh, or I mean, Jared Goff when he's around. He's the pizza pizza thing right now, which is great. I love. But oh, hey. other than that, I mean, listen, we got TikTokers out here. We got bloggers out here. We, <laughs> Eli can't do that in Jacksonville or San Francisco or Philadelphia. No, nope. you don't do it in New York City. So going back kind of full circle, like to Aaron Judge, like when you're done playing, these fans will still pay for your content. They'll still be obsessed with you. I don't know if you're getting that in San Francisco. Take a page out of Eli Manning, bro. Take it out. But sorry, Eli, you should have been gone in 2011. <laughs> I won't deny that, especially history has proven that. And well, it's been a long decade of learning lessons and pushing through and all that. that but at the end, Team looks good. Personnel looks awesome. The uh, schedule is in our advantage. And let's enjoy some more giant football, baby. Just a Ooh. few more NFL things. What is random? I'm just curious, Danny. What do you think of Aaron Rodgers, the person, after his crazy offseason? He's clearly on every podcast I could think of. And, yeah. you know, bounce back against the Bears doing Aaron Rodgers things. He usually takes the first week off, it seems. But um, reigning MVP. It's definitely the I feel the most talked about quarterback in the league on a general sphere. And he's just one interesting nut to crack. I'm just curious what do you think about him, Danny? Yeah, uh, another Pac-12 guy. Cal yeah, Bear, bro. Cal Bear. Um, you know, I like media personalities like him. I, I like people who are not going to be the same normal. <sighs> Yeah, we just like he's opinionated and he has every right to. He I is love a that. funny guy. Um, he knows how to troll. Uh and there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, listen, he's bored. He's in Green Bay. Wouldn't you be bored? Hey, <laughs> like just imagine if Aaron was in New York. Oh my god. Oh. Some people thought for a hot second, is it possible? But anyways, um but I love yeah. it. I love it. I, I I think it's great. I think it's refreshing. I, I I you know, I think a lot of the times that we the public and fans think these guys are just robots. Like Daniel Jones is a robot to me. Oh yeah, you don't even know where he goes to lunch. I mean <laughs> No, no, like he's just a quiet guy and that's fine and everything like that. I'm not saying that, but like just just a little personality. I know he's not like that behind closed doors. I know for a fact Daniel Jones cannot be like that. His his he's no way you're the quarterback of the New York Giants. You cannot have that personality. Um, but what I love about Aaron, I don't necessarily agree with everything that he says. Mm -hmm. So some things that he has said have been technically dangerous to society in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but he's always apologized for it. He's always like kind of just like gotten back into the likings of most people. Um, but I'm about people being outspoken and he's clearly himself. And I think that's great. And he's not afraid to hide it. He wouldn't have been voted MVP if people really hated him or if he really was off the wall. He's just, like you said, an opinionated guy who we beg for in these athletes. I mean, you're like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's cool, but he does the commercials, but you don't really feel like you know the guy. Um, 
No. no. Okay, let me ask you this. Would you ha- would you rather hang out with Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Aaron Rodgers for sure. First of all, Russell Wilson would give me a headache. I'd probably tell him shut the fuck up. I, I, I would stop being corny, but um, I would just like be like <coughs> like Ru- Russell, hi. Hi. Like this this can't be this can't be you, man. Like there's yeah. something going on. Someone knows something about you and you did something really, really bad. Now, what was it? like that's <laughs> what it comes down to? And I'm, maybe I'm, I can be completely wrong. And maybe this is just how it is. Some of these quarterbacks, man, are literally wired completely different than what me and you think. But I'm sorry, man. Like I've played I played football with a guy who reminds me a little bit of Russell. Yeah. And so? uh, in the sense of just like. When we were playing, uh, and I love the guy too. I love him. He's my dude. But we were playing, and like all of a sudden, like if we were getting our ass kicked or we were in a close game, you just hear like, "Come on, guys! Like, dig in and find it in your heart and soul to pull it out." And I'll just be like, "Yo, I got like a six foot one, two hundred seventy five pound kid across from me from Philadelphia who's." pissed as fuck that he's playing D3 football. That's the last thing I need to hear right now. Yeah, right. Only imagine if you were playing in a game and Russell came up and was like, uh, you know, like believe in yourself. This isn't hard enough. Family and football. All things that are part of my life. I just be like, bro, get out of here. I don't care if your wife is Sierra. Like, like this. Yeah, well, beat she hasn't is, had a hit in like 20 years. Let's this be beat is awkward. Like that. That's mm-hmm. really what it come down to. But uh, yeah, so so Aaron Rodgers. I mean, listen, man, I deal with a lot of people from Berkeley and stuff like that. They're just mm-hmm. free thinkers up there. Uh, and that's how it goes. I love the Bears. They had a rough one this weekend against Notre Dame. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the worst offside call of all. I actually players. did see because there's a local kid from uh, New Canaan High who came in the uh, the um, back of court. Blake on his name, too. But um, oh, yeah, I did have to say, yeah. Oh, Drew, Pike, Drew Pike. He's from New Canaan, Connecticut. New so, Canaan. yeah, he played against my brother. So. Look at that. And I saw the offensive coordinator, Brees, just ripping into him. But, hey, he won the game for them. But um, Did you go to the public high school or that private school? in New Public Canaan? high school, New Canaan High. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Isn't there a, a big-time school called Kings something out in New Canaan? Um, ah, maybe I'm – There was maybe. Xavier High School who okay. – that's a bit upstate. But um, not ringing a bell, but I'm sure gotcha, my brother gotcha. knows I can ask him about um, that. But – yeah, no, I, it was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And I'm a Pac-12 homer. I, I will straight up say that I root for every single Pac-12 school every single week, right? Um, but I, I, I just don't know what they saw and like how that's not reviewable. Like to be like, we were wrong on that one. There wasn't anyone clearly offsides, and that's where I get a little sketched out when it comes to Notre Dame, right? And how dangerous they are if they're going to join a conference because they have yeah. that. And- money and listen i'm sure nbc officials were freaking out if we lose the cow and we're zero and three how do we have anyone paying attention to our games and going who's gonna care there has to be something there and and, and i never try blaming the referees or anything like that but for this one maddie i am just straight up confused like something sketchy happened there they they lost by a touchdown that doesn't happen they don't was that the spread exactly and they tried i was gonna say like it's a, such a dumb argument. I mean, but when people are talking about with wagering now and how much yeah. does that really affect 
what the refs are doing. We don't want a Tim Donahue situation. No. Do you think there's anything to that, though? Unfortunately, we won't find out for 10 years. You know, yeah, in a big tell all book. On. Yeah, you know, some, there's going to be a whistleblower or stuff like that. Uh, do I think there's a good chance? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, I huh? mean, let's not pretend that the mob isn't running DraftKings. <laughs> like, like, let's not pretend like the mob doesn't have their hand in every single legal betting state that, you know, has been happening for what? How long has it been legal for the last like five years? Yeah, it's only been about five years. Yeah. 2018 was when the ruling for Jersey started it all. Right. You know, let's like not like like pretend like they're not involved. Let's not. Um, you know, it, they're massive companies. I mean, I've been seeing for days just watching sports for the last weekend, right? Like Prop 27 or something like that out here in California. They're trying to legalize gambling so fast. Is it is it legal yet in your state? No, it's not, huh? It's not legal here. It is that not sucks. legal here. Um, and I don't necessarily mind it. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I still love looking at the numbers. Of course. Uh, and, you know, uh, I would never do it offshore or anything like that. <laughs> um, but there's ways that you can if you if you do fancy that. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, you know, that dog said the fat guy in rapid. Right. It, but like the thing is, like, man, like I don't like necessarily like care that much to do mm -hmm. it. Like when I go home to New Jersey and stuff like that, it's kind of a treat to be like, oh, how much did I have in my DraftKings account? And let me just try to like double Surprise. it. Yeah. So I, to me, it doesn't necessarily matter, but yeah, I mean, to go back to your original question, uh, yeah, there has to be something funny going on with all this type of stuff. Like history, what has history told us? It's like the 1930s when it came to the black Sox. like there's always going to be people scheming and money and, and betting and For all sure. Always, so, yeah, yeah. There's, but within within 15 years, we'll have some weird ESPN 30 for 30 that's gonna yep. be on some strange app that you're gonna have to pay uh, with like milk in order to get because that would be like the only thing valuable left on Earth because of due to global warming that is like a money purchase. You're gonna be paying <laughs> milk and you'll be able to like watch this like weird documentary about how betting was screwed up in like 2019. Dude, I think it all started with the. Uh... NFC Championship, Rams and Saints, when you just see what was named Roby Williams just pretty much um, huh. headbutt the Saints receiver, not yeah. calling a, a pass interference, and we know what happened there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that was crazy. That was 07, uh, 2017? Yeah, 18. 18. 18. And, like, wow, I was how blatant. I was already in LA. Uh, I didn't move here yet, but I was here for the game. And I was like, wow, they're going to the Super Bowl. Like they're yeah. going to the fucking Super Bowl. And no one cared. No one what cared. A shame. Like, lost no one cared. After. And then they came again. Like, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know, Maddie. There, there's probably definitely something sketchy going on with all these numbers. There mm -hmm. has to be something weird. You well, know, I would just, be shocked if it wasn't. You know, to so stick on the gambling you told me you were in Las Vegas this weekend. I'm just yeah. curious, man. Did we have like a uh, the hangover type of storylines, which you can't or cannot say? Did you make the uh, most of your Vegas weekend? Yeah, so I've been to Vegas a few times. I love Vegas. It's a good time. It's a good time. But I think um, East Coasters kind of like uh, create this fantasy about Las Vegas that um, 
<laughs> the second you get there, you're just like, wait, it's not that nice. You kind of show up in the middle of the day. It's already like 96 degrees. <laughs> uh, there's just fat people everywhere. You don't realize how oh. large the country is until you go to Las Vegas. And you're don't just, they have that heart oh, attack grill? You ever heard of that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they have like four or five of them. Um, give you cigarettes as part of the meal. Yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Um, but it's a cool city, man. It's a cool city. I was there for my my boy um Steve Kono, who I work with at Sirius, his uh his bachelor party. Oh, congratulations, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came on the last night of it. So they were already kind of like tired out and like <laughs> You know, I was like the new young energy coming into it, being like, what's up, boys? I walked into the room expecting them all to be like, yeah, let's go. And they're like, Yo, what's your name? And I'm like, uh, I'm Dan. I'm, I'm friends with Steve. Like, like, they're like, yeah, uh, we're all fucked up. Like, yeah, sleeping. let's go golfing. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so I kind of let them like sleep it off. I went down, like walked around uh, Vegas. Also, like, all right, it's fine, whatever. Uh, but I always have a good time when I go there. I lost money. I did not make any money. Uh, it's very hard to do. That What's your uh, game of choice? What are you Black playing? Blackjack, same. Yeah, blackjack guy. Uh, you know, I'll throw, I'll throw some money on the roulette table every once in mm-hmm. a while. But it's some craps. Scammer city, you know, they, they're, that everyone tries to be a little quick with you. You really got to watch your wallet. People will pickpocket you. Um, and if you're in the casino for too long, like the idea of like smoke and, uh, um, right. Casino and casino, oxygen. the, ca- the casino like, oxygen. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I always say if you go for a night, enjoy yourself and then come back home. Like my boy's coming in, he's going to Vegas next weekend. And he's like, yo, dude, come out. I'm like, dude, I can't. I just, I just can't like I can't make that trip again and it's not that far like yeah I was gonna ask isn't it like only drive, like three hours or something yeah you could drive it three and a half hours or you could just take a quick 45 minute flight 45 uh, minute flight yeah it's not that bad and it's not that expensive um but you know I, I mean once you do it you kind of get it in you kind of get it out it's kind of just like going to Wildwood you see it mm-hmm. once, and you're like oh I get it all right now I'm disgusted and I want to just go back home and lay in my bed and shut the lights off. That's clearly. And, you know, I mean, we're still relatively young, but, you know, it, we're it's getting 30s way closer than uh, 20 at this point. Uh, yeah. I'm one year away, dog. Yeah, dude. Oh. I'm about to follow you in those footsteps. Uh, it hurts. Um, are you, are you, how, how have you, uh, how do you manage getting there? Do you feel like you have to, compete with people i have to be at this point at my age or whatever people uh, are getting married or yeah me neither because once you compare yourself like that you're just a, a fraud you're fake i mean what's the point of living the best life if you have to compare yourself to who you have on instagram and right. they're just trying to be cooler than they actually are that's probably one of the best things i've learned over the past couple of years yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, everyone has their time about absolutely everything in their life when it comes to like marriage, being with a partner, making yeah. an extra amount of money, doing well, you know, in your social life. Um, I mean, personally, no. Uh, you know, I don't, I, <laughs> I think at one point in my life, I, I was thinking about marriage for sure, but like that's just the way that yeah, things change. Uh, things change, right? Um, 
you know, I, I the thing about living in LA, which sucks too, is it's like, you know, I get invited to a lot of weddings out here and I'm like, well, I just want to let you know, bro. Like if I'm going to come back home, my present to you is me physically being Oh, there. dude, I have that. I literally have a wedding in two weeks where you know, the wedding's in Rochester. That's a uh-huh. like six hours away. Right. I'm like, bro, we're putting all these things together. I love you. I mean, I've known the guy since I was five, but I have to, I'm really pulling all these strings just to get there. Right. I'm not, so, not bringing well, a data or anything like that. So I know what you mean. It's like 1400 bucks just to get home. And that's, yeah. not, that's not even first class. And I love them all too. And I always try to make it work. Um, but it's just like, I mean, you know, shout out to all the homies who've gotten married and stuff like that. I'm, I, I love, I, like, love your wives, like, love all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, but it's just like, you know, maybe you don't want to hear this, but like, remember when you went to like bar mitzvahs and shit when you were like 13 and stuff? Of course. Okay. Once you go to one, you go to all of them. So it's essentially it's the, same the same thing for a wedding. You know, there's going to be that drunk uncle who you're like, oh, Uncle Jimmy said that again. Oh, <laughs> you know, oh uh, you Uncle know. Jimmy. Then yeah. You have the uh, weird older people trying to flirt with you. And oh, like, yeah. it's not the, it's not exactly the fantasy you're hoping for. It's just like. No. A little touching too much, but <laughs> uh, but you know I you know I don't want anyone listening to this to if I've went to your wedding and I'm shitting on it, but you know I, I've always had a good time at weddings for the most part, of but like, you, you get a little bored sometimes. Um, but no, I try not to compare myself to anyone, man. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. You know, I, I listen. I I mean, sometimes I'm competitive and being like, well, that guy's doing pretty well. But the second I start like being like, well, why am I not there? Or I. I just depress myself and yeah uh, it'll keep you up at night if you really do that don't yeah. want you all we have is time now you gotta be a racehorse and have your eyes covered and go straight it's people like you more being your own individual brand and yourself so i'm talking about manny that's why i love you yeah man that's why i love you too because we know that this life isn't as deep as people make it out to be and we're just when here having fun when, when are you coming out here Dude, I want to come here as soon as I get this better job and income. Like I is literally a priority because I haven't left this East Coast in way since before the pandemic. And I need some of that fresh air, dude. I need to have true in and out. I need to see those uh, five dollar gas prices. Bruh, bruh. Yeah, I actually you want to know something what I discovered um, this weekend, actually. Um, and not a lot of people on the East Coast know about this. Um so you know, in and out burger, right? It's, yeah. it's it's good. You've had it. I had one the only time when I was in Vegas. So it was yeah. been a whole decade since. So I don't even remember what? what it tastes like to me. Okay. It's okay. It's not bad. It's it's okay. It's good. Shake Shack better? Uh a little. A okay. little. Okay. A little you saying though? <laughs> there's another spot in California which is ten times better than In and Out. And this is a hot take because the second you say this in California, like, and and if you're actually from California, uh, and you say this to someone who likes In and Out, they're they're gonna want to kick you in the face. But it's called offended. It's called Baker Burgers, and Baker Burgers. They're more located towards like Eastern California, San Bernardino area, um, towards the quote unquote high desert is what we call it out here. Uh, but is the best burger, the best fr- a fast food burger I've ever had in my entire life. Okay. Knocked the lights out of In-N-Out. Five guys. 
It went anything I've ever had. I had it coming back from Vegas pretty hungover. So maybe that that helped out to it. But um I had to go back and get another one, Maddie. And I and listen, bro, I've been good on my diet. I've been a good boy on Yeah, this. you're looking great, bro. I wanna you gotta say that, man. You were really glowing up as per usual. But I mean, I have been really on my diet and that's all that's how I say to everyone who wants to lose weight, just be consistent with your diet. It doesn't matter if you put in a lousy 20 minutes at the gym, just, just eat healthy. If you eat healthy, you will look, you will feel better. But I, had, you eat. I, I looked, I couldn't, I had to go back in the driveway, the drive through. I was Yolo, like, dude, best, I'm best, looking at best. some pictures now and I, I could see oh. why with the little bro. blue and uh, red. And I pull up, I pull up to the window and she's like, sir, did we forget something? And I was like, no, I just need another one. <laughs> so good. There's uh, this place called Garden Catering. That's a yeah. local joint in, in my hometown. They have a few in few in Westchester, a few Garden in Fairfield County. Okay. And it's the very best nuggets I'll ever have in my life. Ooh. And me and my roommate. Nuggets or fingers? Nuggets or fingers? True nuggets. You know, the guys like there. Yeah. Okay. And I, I was the same way. I remember we just destroyed the special they call them it's just a pound of fries and wings mm-hmm. i asked for the cones combination if you you know they're like fried mashed potato cones pretty much or wedges okay. and just i had to go back it's just too damn good and i've literally witnessed it was like my go-to high school spot and it literally doubled it not double. so it used to be the standard was seven dollars now it's twelve dollars it is worth every penny but still like it's 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 euphoric, bro. Mm. Garden catering. I got to sh- I will like mm. freeze them and and send them over when I come out. It's that it's that incredible. Yeah, I love a good chicken finger, man. I love a good chicken finger. I'm I'm somewhat dating a um a vegetarian right now. The first time I've ever done that. And really? Yeah, and it's been fine. Like it's chill. Like you know, for the most part. Um, but you know, I I have the one thing that I have converted to. That if I have at home, um, and I'm and I love chicken fingers, I love chicken nuggets, I, I consider myself an expert, you know. <laughs> uh the one thing that they have figured <laughs> out, scientists and food experts have figured out are the chicken nugget. They have. And or the chicken finger. Gardein has a great product. Um, a couple other ones have uh, I think something's five stars, something like that. They have figured out and mastered what it takes to create an unbelievable tasting meat-free chicken finger. And, really? So yeah. these true vegan options and forget all the people like to roast vegans and stuff. Oh, and this it, is it's, where it's at. It's legitimately good. Was so, it like cauliflower or something? Uh, or I don't even know. Impossible meat. I, I have no idea. I'm not a big fan of the impossible stuff, but like mm-hmm. the, it's they have figured it out, man. And it, it's really easy to convert to just to do it. I'm a big air fryer type of guy. Oh, I've um, been air fry. You know, my roommate's devil girlfriend, the one thing she gave us because her <laughs> her best friend didn't accept this Christmas gift. We took the air fryer anyways. <laughs> That's really a game changer. That might, be the, most, that might be the most millennial state sentence you've ever said in your life. Oh, our best, her best friend didn't accept the air fryer, so we took it anyways. With our devil girlfriend, oh my goodness, devil girlfriend who didn't accept an air fryer for Christmas, but we took it anyways. I mean, like, I mean, I'll say this straight up: the air fryer is the best thing to ever happen to the male single over twenty five. You damn right, bro. 
<laughs> get I could get my whole dinner in eleven minutes. Boom, boom, boom. Easy cleanup. I don't have to Easy cleanup. Get your if you know if you're feeling a little lazy, put your tinfoil in. Bada yeah. bing, bada boom. Throw some throw, throw some uh, oil on top of it. Bang. Come on. Winners. You just Where? winning. Oh, oh yeah. man, the air fryer. Love it. Dude. I mean, yeah. And so like and you know, I'm still out here seeing who I can meet on my dating life, you know. Usually what um I've literally not talking to a single person at the moment. But um that's one thing I've been uh well at the moment I've just been so busy. I've been just been uh switching it to getting a better job because the one I got hired with in the spring was a big surprise. It didn't turn out to what I expected. Yeah. Long story short, I said it was gonna be a full-time job, then it became a part-time job, then it became less part-time, three days a week to two days a week. And with the rise of cost of living, it was just impossible to keep up. Mm-hmm. So one, when I uh when I always said to one person, when so when I uh was more honest about like dating, it's like, hey, so yeah, I've been a uh, been working Uber and I see the horror in their face, like <laughs> whatever, it really doesn't matter. And um mm-hmm. so I was just like, okay, I can I don't I also I remember there was this I was dating this girl briefly for a couple weeks, right? And she was very she expected me pr- to pay for everything. And I was like, Yeah, you're literally too expensive to hang out with. And I was trying to be honest, trying to get a good point, but she just wasn't for it. I was like, oh, well, fine. It's, you're adding more stories to me. It's so much easier for me dating. Like when someone's not interested or I'm not interested, it's so much easier to move on. That's the one thing. It's, it's been fun. I'm like Jerry Seinfeld in the in Seinfeld, the show. Well, I, I personally, I, I think if you are turned on or you only go out with people for what they do for a living, then I think you have a lot oh, yeah. of on your side of the ball then you think money is green no matter how you get it if you Clearly. uber or if you drive a limo or you work in the stock market guess what the money or everything in your account is green so who cares i mean i i, I literally would That's date what i'm saying like I, I i i have fallen in love with girls at wendy's like, <laughs> <I have. laughs> I'm like i don't know if it's like the the that's the, like me falling the, in love with girls at mcdonald's right like i i have and, you know, I, I have like struggled with because I've gotten so used to online dating and stuff like that. Like yeah. I have struggled with the interperson. Hey, I'm Dan, like all that type of stuff. And I'm not on the apps or anything like that. I, I do have a girl that I'm talking to for a couple months, so I haven't done it in Lovely. a while, but I met her. She's online. a real lucky lady. <laughs> I, I met her online. Um but you know, like I, I, I have, I guess I just, I've gotten so used to online dating where I am like, honestly, I don't know if it's necessarily if I'm afraid or it's like the creepy factor of like, I don't want to creep people out. Like I, and I always like, I, and I know I'm not the type of guy I would never like disrespectfully walk up to a girl and say like, you know, like whatever, a corny, cheesy yeah. line or anything like that. But I, I don't like know. 10 I, I also think I'm a, a, afraid of rejection completely. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm just like, you know, if it does happen, I don't know if I could show my face again here. Like, ah, God, it would be terrible. Like, (laughs) so, yeah, I just got so used to online dating, but it is harder to judge people off of online. Yeah, that is a problem. You don't know who you're talking to. The amount of people who switched up from who I've met initially to finally meeting him in person, it's a letdown sometimes, especially 
low key catfishing oh. in the sense that like, wow, you are nothing what you look like in oh, your yeah. pictures. <laughs> exactly. You don't hit those angles. Listen, I always say to anyone, if you're going to go on a date with someone from online, you know, uh, Monte cat got catfished so we could all go online and date. You said, made never, the sacrifice. Yes. Never go on a date with anyone <laughs> online that you haven't FaceTime with. Yeah. FaceTime first. If you can't show a FaceTime, then you cannot show an actual face in person. Like seriously. Like, first off, you're gonna get one thing that is so important that it has nothing to do with the person looks like, it's what they sound like. Because you could read texts, you could read Instagrams, all that type of stuff. Because that voice in your head of what that person's saying to you is your voice, not theirs. So you gotta get that sense of sound and how someone sounds with their dialect dialogue sounds like what 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 their inflection is all that stuff is so important when it comes to the world of dating and you just have to get it in there first before you meet in person because the second you meet in person and you think this person sounds like this and they actually sound like this you're like up oh, i'm turned off doesn't matter what you look like anymore what you do for a living yeah like that get that facetime in don't get catfished don't show up to a date that you're not going to already know that it's going to be successful or not. Like go into those dates knowing like at the end of it, there's a f- over 50% chance that I'm going to see this person again. Because if you go into a date where you're like, ah, maybe it's under 50% chance. Why take that risk? Why even waste Seriously. your time? Why even waste your hard earned money, man? I've been better at, at feeding those out. Not going as many dates as I used to only ones that I know I have a good shot. And I have for the most part done, if not FaceTime, at least doing voice messages and yeah. if somebody really likes you, they'll they will go out of their way yeah. to make it work. So why do I have to waste my time? And it's so it's just funny at this point. Like mm-hmm. that's the extra stories you get. And I just I know I'm a catch. I know I have good stuff going. Oh, yeah. So the first I met somebody, you know, I say, you know, you know, I, I do this show and I'll never forget. And I can't wait when this really, really becomes something successful. And she said. You know, you have to question when a man says he does a podcast. And I just unadded her because, like, how am I going to win you over if you are going to look me down like that? So, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, like I said, man, just some people are terrible and yeah. learn that out real fast online. But, you know, you're a smart guy, Maddie. You're a smart guy. And, you, and just pick, pick the right one, man. Appreciate it, man. We're just having some fun out here and it's going to happen when it's meant to be. So, why do I have to be stressed about it? You know, just a few more things, man. What is I have this this cool I've I've come up with just some general topics. What are some funny lies and excuses, whether you've said it to somebody or someone said to you, like like when you said to someone together, dinner was great when it really wasn't. Let's keep in touch. You didn't. You didn't respond. My phone died. You know, these excuses some of these people come up with, especially online. It, it's pretty uh are you saying I mean, are you saying excuses that I've given out or like received? Either or. Like I remember somebody yeah. I remember somebody didn't come I I had this uh um high school no it was it was some graduation party. I was at some party and I know they blatantly lied and said that their deck caught on fire. I was like, <laughs> "Man, am I that lame that you have to say that?" Like that's pretty, you know, extreme. Yeah. Um, like you said um, people suck. I'm trying to think. Okay, one thing that comes to mind. Um, this has to be like I don't know, maybe a year ago. 
Um, I'm going, I'm, I, I meet this girl online. Everything's going cool. Um, I did the FaceTime thing with her. I honestly thought the vibes would be fine. Yeah. Um, you show up to the date, like within like the first two minutes of chatting, I could just tell like, no, you're just like two completely different people. Like, yeah, with, you really do find out in the first five minutes. If this first is worth minutes, it had nothing to do with like the conversation or anything like that. It was just a visual thing. We both just wouldn't work together. Like that's, yeah. that's really what it came down to. And honestly, I saw this person more as a friend, like mm-hmm. for real. And you could tell that within it. And then, you know, she goes to the bathroom and you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm just like thinking, like, all right, whatever. I'll get through it. Just, you know. She comes back out and, like, you know, you could just tell when people are lying. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, uh, today's today's the 13th, right? I think well, today's so. the 10th. <laughs> like, she's like, my friend just gone to LAX and I forgot about it. I, 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 I gotta like, I, I gotta go and just leaves just like straight up goes like takes off. What the hell? And I listen, I wasn't, I, I really wasn't like, I knew where this was going. So maybe she just kind of saved the pain, but I was like, Oh my God, d- you need to go now. Go leave. <laughs> like, you're late already. Like you're, you're, you're 50 minutes from LAX. Like, just go, I'll get the bill. She's like, Oh, Dan, I already paid for it. I was like, all right, peace. <laughs> Dude, I love when you like, okay, this person's trying to undermine me. You got to give that sass back sometimes. Yeah. Like, you ain't, you ain't pulling this. Like, you paid for it? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, this was like my like my bar that I used to go to all the time. Um, And like, I was homies ever. I was like, you know, like, this is <laughs> costing me nothing. So I was like, you're the best. Like, they were like, uh, see you later. We'll yeah. have a handshake. You might as well handshake goodbye and then, at that point. And then like later that night, she was like, she was like, hey, just want to let you know, I don't think it's going to work out. And <laughs> I was like, yo, you paid for I my like, like, You're good, girl. Okay. You know, thanks for giving me some fresh air. Yeah, yeah. But she was a cool chick. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I like I said, I would have seen her as a friend. But that's the only time where I could, like, legitimately tell, like, oh, my God. Like, she's just not interested and she's completely lying. Um, yeah. Um, I remember one time similar at the beach during the COVID year. I just met with someone and, like, man, this person was pretty cute. But uh, it was just it was not meshing. And I remember she said something like, I have to go to bed early. And it was like five in the afternoon. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's okay. I'm going to go too. Like, this is yeah, my too. You know, especially, yeah. I'm on, I'm on, my, I, uh, I'm on, I'm on a uh, Korea time right now. So. <laughs> I swear one of these days it, I'm going to just be like, you know what? I'm no longer interested in this exchange. <laughs> I am being an honest male adult. Yeah. Not like you. I don't like you. I my mind you. has changed. <laughs> I mean, you know, tell that in your group chat later. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, shout out to all the ladies out there dating online, you know, just take a chance with some nice guys. Of you, course. Oh, like they're, they're, I would say there are You'd more nice guys out there than there are mean guys. So, you know. Yeah. We're not all the uh, trending trending uh, stories that people like to make on Twitter and stuff. There's some really nasty stuff and weird and like, oh, my goodness. But oh, yeah. it's going to be OK, people. It's going to be OK. I was also just wondering, Danny, what are some of life's other low key 
emphasize the low key, simple pleasures, like an empty seat next to you on a train or a bus or an airplane mm. or parking illegally and not getting a ticket. Ooh. What are some of the low key special um, uh, life, uh, simple pleasures out there? Yeah. Um, ooh. Okay, so you you said the train thing, right? That's no doubt one of them. And you could apply that to like a plane, right? If you're going on like a six-hour flight home from LA to New York and you got that that row open to you and you could put your legs up. And yes. Like that's unbelievable too. Um, hmm. One thing, like when you order something, you get a little more than what you order. Yeah, yeah. You know, every once in a while, like if you get like Postmates, you get the wrong order and you get like a lot of extra food that you didn't pay for or anything like oh, that. Oh, yes. That's a good one. That's like fun surprise. Um, you know, shout out to my Jewish mom, Judy Lynch, every once in a while, you know, you'll just get blessed with that random Venmo. Like shouts oh. to Judy. <laughs> okay. I was running a little low too. Maybe you just needed it. And like, you'll just see like, you know, some money in your Venmo account. And you're like, yo mom, I still love you, but I'm a 29 year old man. Please stop sending me money. <laughs> um, but you know, I will use um, this responsibly. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, man, I, I would say something on the lines of that. Uh, also sometimes like when you're coming into work and and there's free food at work. Oh yeah, that like that good. Especially the breakfast. Oh, hey, they had. Uh, we had a uh, John Ham in this morning for Stern. Uh, yeah, I I heard I heard the first half an hour so I've far, which is great. Um, but I came on the tail end of it. They seemed like they wrapped everything up, and there was just a spread of bagels out, bro. You know, people always talk about the New York bagels being special. Are they do they have a, their own little twist in Los Angeles or are they just like any other bagel? Um, no, they suck compared to. <laughs> OK, <laughs> then <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone's gonna be like, oh, like you could go to this spot. Da, 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 da. No trash. The wonders bagels. Oh, wonders bagels. Mm hmm. Very underrated New Jersey bagel. The that's uh, one thing I fell in love with. In, in in Jersey City is like no other. Um, Wonder Bagels is really really good. Uh, no, the bagels out here absolutely suck. The pizza out out here absolutely sucks. Um, the only good thing out here is the Korean food and the Mexican food. That's I love the Mexican food. I don't really eat sushi. I eat um, veggie sushi. I like it. That's fine. Um, the ramen out here is delicious. The Thai food is a lot better than the East Coast. Oh, did you ever have Ruby Thai in New Jersey? Oh, they're like big in the malls. There's just so much, so much meat and so okay. much low meat. Okay. But the Thai food out here is way better. Chinese food <laughs> is a bit of a different style. They're chow mein instead of lo mein style, which is New York, which I didn't even realize was a thing. Yeah, me neither. Um, you know, I only started eating Chinese food this year. I made what? it to uh, 27 with uh, that brown. a few ways. I never got into Chinese food. I just never got the Chinese food, dog. I, if yeah. I was living in Connecticut or the East Coast, I'd be eating Chinese food every single day, dude. Oh. When I went to the Chinese places, I would get the chicken wings there. <laughs> You're that guy? You're that yeah, guy? That guy. Not oh. anymore. I've been opening my uh, cuisine. Okay. 
not okay. eating like a 12 year old anymore. So <laughs> No, I feel you. But uh, no. Yeah. So the, uh, the bagels I hear suck. The pizza. I mean, you could find a good spot, a couple spots that are like, OK, but hey, nothing great. I was wondering, what are some of the Jersey City pizzas spots you like? Like I love a steak. That's a real winner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've only had that place once and it was good. Um, Tony Bologna's. Tony Bologna's. They have all the, mm-hmm. the pizzas, right? The taco pizza you can yes. get. Yeah, that place is good. I used to order from there a lot too. Um, two boots. Two really boots. Good. Yeah. Get off the train and, and mm-hmm. get your two slices two there. Good. Uh, and there were, I mean, there were some local places right on uh, Communipod that I used to go to. I, I They just had generic, like, Joe's Pizza, whatever. Joe's uh, Pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were banging too. But I think those are the best slices. But I'll say a hot take. Um, hot take. The best pizza in New York City is the dollar ninety nine or the ninety nine cent pizza. You know, I definitely agree with you. Especially like the uh, two bros pizza. There's two boots and two bros dollar slice. The only thing, one time I had 99 cent pizza slice and it was exactly what I paid for. I got really sick. Like, yeah, I got okay. food so, poisoning. But right. the risk. that could happen anywhere. The, but yeah. Go to the go to the Bray. Like two bros, you're not going to no. not going to fall through. And that's the one thing so far that uh, it's you can still find 99 cent slices for now. They, they haven't. Uh, they've upped everything else. MTA is going to do here. This Danny. What? They're just about to pass. A new law for MTA prices, where if you go through the Lincoln and Holland Tunnel, adding uh-huh. congestion prices, sixteen dollars would turn to twenty-three. They're fighting it right now. People are protesting, but they really want to 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 add more to our tolls. So, so what? What? Why? Why? I mean, just the, like, you know, the MTA being greedy, congestion in the sense of like, if you're going in and it's considered congested, you pay extra amount of money or like on top of it. That's no, what it's the- on top of it. It'll that'll be the flat rate. It'll go up seven dollars. Already cost sixteen dollars to go through the Holland and Lincoln. They want to put it to twenty three and they add congestion price. And that's the answer. What, what Twenty-three dollars. Okay, but what what is that going towards? What is that? What is that going to? Building a new tunnel, building. Uh, you like, would think, like, right? I like mean, that's what they claim, but you know, yeah, who knows? What these I don't are. know. I saw something like years ago that said like every single day that New York City and New Jersey doesn't build a new tunnel, it costs the city X amount of million dollars a day. Where are you going to put it? I, I don't know. Uh, maybe from White Plains into the opposite side of the Bronx. I, 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 I yeah, that's, that's, that's still, that's still a distance too. It doesn't help New Jersey. So I don't know. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this too, but like, you know, when people are taking NJ transit in from uh, New Jersey into Manhattan in the winter time, every single time a train comes through one, um, uh, uh, what's it called train uh, with like, uh, people who clean the tunnels and stuff up has to go through to knock off all of the, yeah, ice- the cargo, the cargo train to knock off all of the icicles in there because God forbid a train goes through it and there's an icicle hanging. It could oh. collapse the entire tunnel. It hasn't been worked on in like 115 years. So what's going on in our Mecca, the city that we both love and yeah. so hard. It's crazy, man. It's yeah, Eric crazy. Adams, I think so far in his first six months, yeah. there are people polar, pretty polarizing against mm-hmm. him. Crime's still up. Um, but we are seeing, seeing a lot of construction all over the place. I mean, you know, Disney's pretty much t- taken over Soho, Disney and Google. And really, they're making all these huge corporate buildings. And yeah, it's a, 
you know, everyone, this is pretty much this new true post pandemic New York city world, but you know, people are just still trying to figure out, but you still have your tradition. San Gennaro's happening still. There you um, go. So well, of course, fe- with that. of course the fest, the fest. Uh, um, uh, Hudson Yards is, have been opening some new spots. Yeah. Um, they're trying to open a casino. That's the, been the rumor of Hudson Yards. So you know where they have all those tracks there at the end where they thought about opening a stadium for the Jets. Who would have thought? Oh, yeah. Remember but, that? Yeah. And now they're thinking maybe a casino. I don't know. You know these ideas, these proposals. I mean, I don't know if it, I, a casino might be able to work in New York City, but like if I'm going to New York City, the last thing I would ever be thinking about is going to a casino, to be honest. Go and gamble. Maybe, but like it would only really be for people who live in Manhattan. Like you're not going to get like people coming yeah. in to do that. But yeah, and it's just all these setting. all these rumors and, you know, that is, that is pulling through. You know, some people think it's time to make a new Madison Square Garden and put it there. I don't know. We'll see what Dolan wants, but I don't think there's anything to that. They just renovated the place, so why, why rebuild it? <laughs> but you know, for another podcast. Oh, literally, literally. But you know, New York's just New York, and and you know, one thing just fix the crime first. I don't. Did you see that video up in the Upper West Side of this person just getting their car jacked, like? GTA style? There's literally two cars fighting through, and this guy just pulls a gun, takes the car, like. Come on. Not that I don't feel threatened. I would, I definitely don't ride the subway at night anymore. I, I'm willing to just pay the extra for an Uber. My yeah. roommate got robbed on the subway on the path. Say. That's what so, people say. So unfortunate, man. Like, you know, uh, yeah, I always say in LA, like, you know, if you, if you played Grand Theft Auto, like it's, it's, it's essentially like they have such a good job of mirroring what the city is. And, I've always heard that. Like, isn't that oh, funny? It's exactly it. It's like it's kind of crazy how accurate they got it. Um, but you know, like I have so many moments where I'm like, wow, like this is I'm I'm just a Grand Theft Auto character in Los Angeles and Los Santos uh, <laughs> driving around, and I'm like, if I had a dirt bike, I could just go up that mountain right there. Like you know that one part when you're driving on the PCH and like you see like those colorful houses, like that's legitimately there in the game. So like I can wow. that uh, analogy of like life is just GTA and we're all just like NCPs living in it. Did you see the GTA six leaks? Yes. It looks unbelievable. Yeah. Right. But damn, I guess a salty employee just let it go. I, there was one of the leaks had this just chart, the plans. Like I think if the chart's correct, that, they were going to announce in this quarter the game being released for 2024 quarter four. And maybe this guy just ruined the surprise, I guess. I don't know, but I'm not going to say exactly he's a hero or anything. That's pretty messed up all that hard people's work, but yeah, yeah you, it is still interesting. Always get those whistleblowers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And GTA looks awesome. I mean, GTA six, if it's anything like these uh, leaks, love GTA, man. That's the one. That's the one. Just one more thing, Danny, before we uh, wrap things up, or if two more things, if I can hold you for a couple more minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I, let me can I just do three more things, and then that's a nice three rock and roll. Appreciate oh, you, Danny. Now. Awesome, awesome. One, yeah, we talked about our dating lives. I want to talk about the fantasy dating life. Who are some of your celebrity crushes, past and present? <laughs> I always go with 
uh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Always top of the list. I mean, she's just a fox. And she's seriously. Um, She seems just like someone who's like really comfortable within their body and their mind and spirit. And, uh, you know, I just feel like she's just probably so much fun. I also just think Cameron's a hot name. So we'll start with that. Right. recent like new gen type of people i'm not really into like the the tiktoker type of yeah stuff. no or just like whoever like um you know throughout your history if anyone showed up or what yeah i mean selena gomez uh, up <laughs> there as well big selena fan i think it's just because like i grew up with her too so like was this uh, a raverly place right so like i was like oh i'm in sixth grade and so is selena uh, <laughs> i deal. have a chance <laughs> and then you want to know hardcore straight up we're gonna go the original selena selena the, the singer boy, voice of an angel uh just such a great story involved her entire family in the band um i just love her like Como La Flor is like one of my favorite songs. I don't speak a word of Spanish, but I know every single song. Um, So I'm going to say she's the top. Selena, original Selena. Gone way too soon. Uh, uh, An angel. An angel amongst us when we didn't even realize it. Um, And her story is unbelievable too. So uh, I'm going to say top fantasy celebrity crush. Sorry, Cameron. Maybe we could talk, but Selena will always have my heart. <laughs> I saw she's retired. She was retired from acting. I think she's going to make a comeback where she just got picked another role recently. Oh, Cameron. Yeah. Oh yeah. She hasn't really been anything in uh, since like that teacher. Yeah. What was it? Bad. What was it called? Bad teacher. I think. Yeah. Literally called bad teacher. Bad teacher. Yeah. yeah, hey, yeah some yeah. actors need a break sometimes. Hey, there you, go, you know, up and down, up and down all around. You know how Hollywood goes. Definitely, definitely. You know who somebody I think this is so talented and more of a puppy dog crush, but I would, you know, really far in respect is Katie Nolan. I think she's a, you know, you know who she is from. Katie Nolan. I'm going to be mad at myself the second I see it. (laughs) Yeah, she was have a show on Fox Sports One. She does the Apple TV baseball podcast. I think she's just a a cool ass girl. Yeah, yeah, I can see, you know, Katie. I mean, maybe, maybe I've just seen like so many media people like Katie. Yeah, right. Like, oh, you know, um, for sure. But you know, most of them are really, really sweet people. I'm sure Katie's awesome. So definitely, yeah, definitely. Uh Michelle Beadle also too. <laughs> I love Michelle Beadle. Michelle, <laughs> she's awesome. She's I love really- how she just comes at people on Twitter. She doesn't oh, give yeah. a fuck. I'm gonna lie to you though, like I'm not into girls who like <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because I'm in sports. Like, I don't know if I could ever like go on a date with someone who's like also in sports. Like I like having that break. I like having, Oh yeah. Type of mentality. And then like, I'll get you that into a sports conversation with someone on a date. I'd just be like, which I have like, Oh, that's happened to me all this. The last girl I seriously dated. That was one of the odd things we were like talking like bros. I hope for Steelers lose all the time. It's like this has nothing to do with someone being a female or a man. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Do sports arguments with people who are guys. I'm just like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, it's hard to grow a romance to. Right. If I'm on a dating situation, I don't want to be like, yeah, well, no, he got traded. He's on the Saints now, but you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, like I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna be like, like, well, excuse me, you're wrong about that. Like, <laughs> you know I mean? like, so, like, no, I, I wouldn't do that to a guy necessarily. I wouldn't do that to a girl, but like, so, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine Mad Dog when he was dating. He probably came as, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> How do you not know about the 1954 Giants? Best team around. Yeah, the Hall of Famer, man. Good for him. Oh, yes, him with Susan Waldman. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Mad Dog. Mad Dog's like, he's the one like, who has a special place in my heart because my dad's a big Mad Dog fan. He used to work for him. And I always, he's never dull. Moving a first take, what a great move for him. He's crushing it there. Just so damn awesome. Christopher Mad Dog Russo. And he's from New, or lived in New Canaan. That's right. So there you go. Another New Canaan reference. New Canaan money, bro. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. Seriously, <laughs> what was um, yeah, you know, I, you know, this is a kid, but can't give the Kimberly the Pink Power Ranger. I wonder what she looks like now, but I think what everyone a scene. first crush, everyone of course, crush. <laughs> so yeah. original, but I don't care. Still, sure. still something special. You're so right about that one. So right. Mm. She has to do a commercial, some random commercials, all the Power Rangers like at the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, I could see her like at a Tesla commercial. A Tesla know? commercial. Yeah, yeah, like the the new Pink Ranger. Like that, that would be. There sick. you go. There you go. Like yeah. when Metal Soprano came back with the Super uh-huh. Bowl with AJ, I always thought she was. She yeah, was a you angel. know, like it could be perfect for like you know Tesla. Like everyone had their their first right, and like. <laughs> Like, oh, that was my first crush. And like, maybe it's a cheaper Tesla that everyone could have their first Tesla. Right. So, I think Elon, hit me up, bro. I got ideas, man. Hey, man, you're mad, man. You're mad, man. Yo, what's something dumb? What are some dumb things people obsess over? Whether it's TikTok trends or um, some there's some music I just don't get. I don't know if that's just me getting older, but are you people really obsess over this stuff? Yeah, um, I, I I mean, living in L.A., I definitely think people are obsessed with just like overall celebrity culture. Yeah. Um, and being this person that uh, the industry has necessarily said that you have to be. Um, dumb things that people obsess over. I mean, I never got into sneakers ever. Yeah, Sneakerheads, me neither. I, I get it to a certain extent from the resale value and all that type of shit, but. I don't think I could ever wake up and like go hang outside a fucking Foot Locker at four in the morning and be like, oh, I got the Jordan 15. Yo, uh, I see that a lot in Jersey, especially Jumbo, like the Burger Berry Center. Blues. Like, no, nah, I don't. Uh, Kyrie 11s, Jordan 3s. Yeah. So I, I think, I think that's one thing, but people love that shit. Um, I think just getting into any musical act um, way too much, like deadheads and stuff like that. <laughs> It's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, so I would say those two types of things, sneakerheads, I just don't necessarily get, but I do understand the resale value of it and money. Um, and then just like, you know, anyone who's like a super groupie of any movie or band that you've seen X amount of times, it's like, well, what's going to happen at the next one? Like, I don't know. Like, but I get it. There's also a community value t- towards that. So, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just, I, I, I like to go see one band and then probably not see them again for like the next like 10 years or so. Yeah. It's, I know what you mean there. I just, you, you want them at their best and you don't want to see them be dudding and stuff. Um, what's another thing? Like, um, 
I don't get sometimes people who are obsessed with macaroni and cheese because I don't like macaroni and cheese. And that's, you know, I like it. I'm just not obsessed with it. Yeah. Like like some people think it's the most important food of all time. No, I mean, you know, it's good. It's good at Christmas. It's good. Like at Thanksgiving and shit like that. Uh, Family barbecue or something like that. But I'm never like, I'll make you mac and cheese tonight. This is my special sauce. (laughs) I only put Frenchies, yellow mustard in it. And like, you know, I mean, no, but my mom makes banging mac and cheese. Shout out Mm. to you. Um, No, yeah. Mac and cheese, nothing great. Uh uh, you know, Chick-fil-A. I think people are way too high on Chick-fil-A. Yo, that's funny you. you say that because someone told me that a, like a week ago. Like, I don't get the Chick-fil-A hype. I mean, I agree with you. I like it. I think it's too. Yeah. They don't give you they don't give you a lot of stuff for the high prices they ask. Yeah. for. I mean, and it all comes up lines all over the place. It always just comes down to lettuce to me, bro. Like if you if you want if you're not going like that that good old Wendy's chunk lettuce, like yeah. Wendy's chunk lettuce. I know yeah, you ever get that like that like burger from Wendy's, like where it's like ninety percent lettuce and yeah. like like the best shit. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, so no, I'm not not too high on uh, Chick Fil A, but people love it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, sneakerheads, man. Just I, I think that's really what it comes down to. I just, I don't know. I got Pumas on that I got in New York City one time because I forgot to bring shoes into New York City. I wore sandals. In, uh, <laughs> wow, you really LA? Uh, that's a really I, LA I move. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe I did it too. In the second I was on <laughs> the the path, I like looked at my feet and I was like. I'm in sandals without socks and I'm walking into Manhattan. Like I, I just, Oh I, man, that that's I, tough. I blame my mom and my dad and my little brother who dropped me off at the train to not to say, Hey Danny, what the fuck are you doing? Like no one, <laughs> stopped, me. No one stopped me. It was really bad, but uh, you know, we're here. We're here to tell the story. Like, that's what I'm saying. Those are good. <laughs> you know, now, especially with the fall, even though it's only going to be a few weeks, like the fall trees. And I love the fall as we talked about, the you know, fall, but some man. people they need, they absolutely need to get, they all wear the exact, like girls who wear the exact same fall fit. Oh, yeah. wear the fall fits. <laughs> it is the, the leggings, the, the sweater vest or the red, um, like turtleneck. Like you all have some originality, bros and, and, and ladies. I miss fall so much. Like there's nothing like October, New York city, mm-hmm. like, like 10th in New York city. Yeah. Oh, get that man, true. That's where it's going to get a little like, oh, it's good. It's good. A little chilly. You know what I mean? But like, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, but then once November comes around, I'm like, yeah, I got to go back to LA. <laughs> 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 but that, that's the one thing you get so spoiled out here in weather. Um, but man, those like weird couple weeks of like, like I love July or the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. In, in the northeast and then like that october 10th to like october 20th yeah pretty much to pretty much you can argue till up until hollow weekend it's the hollow weekend where it's yeah. at exactly exactly oh man i need to have a good hollow underrated weekend. man underrated and then what was it uh lost my train of thought but i'll get back to oh um with the fall to the pumpkin spice lattes they're fine. I haven't, I haven't gone on to the trends. <coughs> I haven't necessarily. Um, I'm a straight ice black guy. So, you know, just, just that's what I go with. I mean, I have had like the good lattes and stuff like that, but like, um, yeah, no, I'm pretty much iced and black, bro. Get it, get it down. Make it as painful as possible. And then we staying up for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And um, my last thing I want to ask for now, like who, 
that, that we haven't mentioned already. Just mm. some broadcasters, media personalities, past and present. Who are some people you're really liking right now? Like, I've always loved David Letterman. Mm. And especially when I do this show, I'm looking at his body of work, and I feel like he's really didn't go to that status quo, never became a corporate guy, and never afraid of what he's saying. He's like the one host that I really influenced the most in being my own self. Like, he just didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And probably more of that in his NBC years and this than his CBS. But as legendary as he gets, and like, for example, he had this guy we were talking about, The Mob, right? He had this born-again Christian who was also in the mafia, writes this book, implies that um, he pretty, you know, he did some heinous shit. Yeah. And but he wanted to focus on talking about being a born again Christian. And he literally just straight up asking, screw that. We don't want to hear about that. We want to know if you killed people or not. So they're right on the air. And like I like the host who really isn't afraid to be himself. And as I continue to practice and do more of these shows, that's what I hope I can entail for myself. So. No doubt. No doubt. Um, there's a couple of people that come to mind. Um, you know, I, since I'm in, I work at Sirius, you know, I, I to be honest with you, um, I really, when it comes to like podcasts and shows, I only listen to a specific amount because mm-hmm. I'm just doing it all day long where like sometimes it's the last thing I want to do or listen to. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. And you know, I'm in my free time. So like, there's only specific couple broadcasters that I love, but one guy who, um, you know, I, I see every single day and have learned a lot from, um, is a guy named Rasan Rogers from Sirius XM, uh, the wrap up show, Howardson wrap up show. Rasan. Yeah. Um, he's a really made, he was great during the summer during those right. summer schools. Ones. Summer school was doing great on it. Um, and, I am lucky enough to work in the same building as him and learn from him and talk to him and, and, and get his like sense of like, man, you're really doing it. And he's like, I know it's like, I was like, how did you get that, bro? And he's like, cause I work hard and I don't fuck up. That's all you need. Right. That's really what broadcasting is. And like, that's, that's really what it is. It's like, I was here. I put the effort in. I didn't fuck up when it was time to. And obviously, Rasan is very talented and he's very quick and, you know, he doesn't take a lot of shit from anyone. That's why I love him because he's exactly the same when the microphone is turned off. And you can't you can't fool that. He's the same type of dude that he is off the mic, that he is on the mic with callers, with with guests with anyone. So I've learned a lot from him. Another guy I'm going to bring up to is uh, Tim Heidecker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tim Heidecker from uh, Tim and Eric. He has a great uh, podcast called Office Hours that I love listening to. I think he's a great broadcaster. I think he has a lot of pizzazz. I think he has a lot of gust to him. Um, and he just makes me laugh. So those two guys, I, th- I think are really at the top of my game for what I listen to on a personal level. Um, but a guy that like people like always forget about every once in a while, his name will come back up. But I really respect him as a broadcaster. Um is Ryan Seacrest. I think Ryan Seacrest oh. is an unbelievable broadcaster when it comes down to radio, television, podcast, um, really anything from a production level. He's done great. So I, Pure I think communicator, he's- doing awesome with Top 40 still as well. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the, if you, you've heard the show, and I always do a pop culture reference of some sort. I did a Casey Kasem one, 
a few weeks ago and just trying to do my best Casey Kasem impression, but most importantly, he's doing Matt Casey Brown Casey. twist. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, you know, we're no, welcome no. to you live from Hollywood. We mm-hmm. have today's top 40, but first we're going to tell you about, you know, let's learn about this interesting mm-hmm. fact from the Rolling Stones or whatever. But Casey Kasem with the top 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I mean, listen, I mean, you know, just working at Sirius, you're, you're, you just walk around and there's so many people um, who are extremely talented. And you just kind of take little things from them and kind of, you know, separate into yourself. But the one thing that you could always say is that anyone broadcasters just be your fucking self. And definitely. You know, the second that you're not yourself, your audience will see through it. I think for the longest time I used to struggle when I was on like Mad Dog back in the day because I was trying to become this other character that I was just like soft and like a good guy. And <laughs> and like I would listen back and be like, that's not who I am, man, like at all. Like, you're not playing a character who does that. No, no. And, you know, I, I really loosened myself up a little bit on Pac-12 radio. I mean, obviously we can't curse or anything like that, you know, or a PG rated show. But, you know, I try to have enough personality where I'm like not going home at the end of the day being uh, like disappointed in, in what I did for three hours that day. Um, man, really you're did. killing it out there, man. I love seeing your stories and I tune in when, when I can. And I mean, you should be very proud of yourself, Danny. And you're only going up from here. Same with you, Maddie boy. Same with you, man. I appreciate that, though. Appreciate it. And thank you. You know, you told me about how I've been being myself a little more as as the oh, yeah. uh, episodes I go mean, up. The show, the show, like no matter what, from like the beginning standpoint of it, when you were at episode one to when you got to 100 to what, 167, you said right now. This is 167, bro. Yeah. I mean, Matt, like there's there's so many episodes where I'm like, OK, like this is a real dude right now talking to real people and that's only just gonna take time i mean like yeah. one, 169 is gonna be way better 170 is gonna be way better like that's just how it goes to man. 300 to 400 500 right. to the thousands so, so yeah i mean you you guys are putting out really fun interesting content that i think a lot of people could relate to and you know Matty, you've always been yourself you know means a lot and thank you danny i really appreciate that that really that really uh holds a lot of weight to me and i like you said People will read through it right away if you're being a phony. I've learned there's nothing to lose in this world. And just have some fun. Sometimes I'm going to strike out. Sometimes I'm going to, you know, look like a fool. But then sometimes I'm going to make it work. So we have a lot of good stuff on the horizon. But Danny, thank you so much for killing it, as always. I love you so much. And we're going to do a lot of good things moving forward, as always. The Super great Bowl Danny, champion. Super Bowl champions, New York Giants. Before you know it, Danny Lynch, one of the greatest of all time. Love you, bro. And I'll be seeing you really soon. Love Thanks you, again. It was a good conversation and productive conversation. That's my great buddy, Danny Lynch, everybody. Love that guy. Awesome conversation and awesome content. Appreciate you, bro. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdComoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So we are back on Wednesday with our NFL coverage 
reviewing week three and getting ready for week four. How about that? It will be our last show in October. And then, wow, seriously, wow, because we have a very, very, very busy October ahead of us. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of work. And the reason for that is we have the NFL, of course, the MLB postseason where both the Yankees and the Mets have a chance to really make a deep run into the MLB postseason and hopefully on the road to a World Series. NBA coverage will be starting at the end of October, so we'll bring back the NBA crew for that. And we'll try to experiment other things when it comes to sports. And then after that, we have some awesome, awesome regular interviews with some incredible people like for instance we have celeste coming up and hear about what she's doing in the fashion world and her fascinating theories i'll give her that plus also great stories that she has well hessert is coming back on and we know how much fun he is when he gets really controversial and speaks in a true savagery he's coming up in october last night we recorded my buddy omer and we just got really deep about what we are doing in life and how we're trying to figure shit out and he was in studio last night at the time of the recording in jersey city to uh have some fun with me there plus we had our great friend will archari join in and chime in um during that show as well and then we just have a lot more good coverage for you i'll be recording throughout the next three weeks as per usual and i will be entertaining you the greatest fans and listeners in the world the productive nation and i love each and every single one of you and we have a wedding to get ready for oh boy i have a what what, it's monday on (laughs) we have ryan page's wedding you know very frequent guest and great friend of the show he's gonna be on um the big platform getting married to his fiance melissa and we definitely congratulate them and then you know in a few weeks after that it'll be the second anniversary of this show so how about that it's been great, and it's only going to get greater. And I just want to thank again Danny Lynch for coming on, Alex DeJesus, a.k.a. Dolo Ren, for the great work he does with this show. And again, I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for tuning in and making this all possible. I will see you on Wednesday. Have a great start to your week. Remember to make big moves, everybody. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I'll see you very, very soon. All she needed was some. All she needed was some. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. Peace!